0: Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. This episode is A. Going to sound a little different than a usual Go See a Show podcast because we recorded it via Zoom, and B. It's also long overdue. We recorded this back in October of 2023. But today on the podcast, I've got a fellow podcaster, one of the creative, dedicated, and prolific folks behind the excellent Stage Whisper podcast. If you haven't heard it yet, you are missing out. On it, my guest today covers all realms of theater making in our fair metropolis. And we met when he did an interview with me, actually, about my monthly show, Living Radio, which is moving to under St. Mark's. Starting this month, by the way, catch our first show of the year on Monday, February 5th. In a bit of podcast reciprocity, and because I'm genuinely a fan of what Stage Whisper is up to, we set aside a bit of time to chat about the project here on Go See a Show. I'll let my guest introduce himself, take a listen. So welcome to Go See a Show. Uh, Let me know who you are and what it is you make, because we didn't just see a show. um, we, We did a show together. So who are you?
1: Hi, I am Andrew Cortez. I'm one of the co-hosts over at Stage Whisper. Uh, we're a podcast that covers a theater similar to you.
0: Yeah, I was going to say any any uh, theater podcast nerds will, of course, recognize your voice right away. Uh, very distinct <laughs> sound. So, um, Andrew, tell me about Stage Whisper. Where did it come from and what is its aim? What is the purpose of it? Well, when the real estate market
1: collapsed and we could know, it, no, I'm totally kidding. Um, so our show started during the pandemic. Um, my wife and I are two theater artists. My wife is actually the other co-host. She is a wig artist, and she's currently the assistant supervisor over at Back to the Future on Broadway. And I'm an actor and dresser. We also are referred to as unemployed. Um, and we started the show back in 2020 when you know work was light for people like us. At the behest of our friends and family, who were like, "Look, you've seen over two hundred Broadway shows. You should start a podcast telling your stories about it." And we were like, "Yeah, you know, we got nothing else to do. Let's let's take that idea and run." And both her and I kind of took things in different directions. She, being from Utah, born and raised, wanted to create a show that could show people there's more out there than just Lamez and Joseph. You know, there are all these great shows and you shouldn't be afraid of them because of their title or, you know, that racy clip you saw from it. You know, there's actually a really great story. And for me, it was more about, I had grown very frustrated at stage doors hearing people that would, I mean, they must be gluttons for punishment because it was like they, they never liked anything. They'd go to a show, they'd go to the stage or, and they, you know, oh, it was just terrible. And it's like, if you don't like anything, why do you keep coming back? Like, and oh, why are I'm you kidding. at
0: the stage? You're stage during a show and you didn't like right? it?
1: Right? Yeah. So we, we kind of came at it from two different angles where she wanted to bring more awareness to shows. I wanted to um, kind of educate theater audiences because, you know, nothing broke my heart more than hearing people be like, oh, I didn't like that show. And it's like, well you probably didn't like one thing about that show. You like nine out of the 10 things. Let's maybe rephrase our what we say because there's a lot of people that put a lot of hard work into it and that hurts a lot of people to hear, I didn't like your show. Well, no, what you really didn't like is maybe you didn't like the book or you didn't like the lighting or what have you. Um, so yes, yeah, so we started the show talking about our own experiences and then we brought on covering the return of theater in 2021 and that evolved into covering theater in New York and now we cover theater all over the world and kind of theater adjacent. I mean, it's really like the, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. If, if <laughs> someone approaches us and they're like, hi, I'm from the theater, but I've written this book, we're like, all right, great. But you're from the theater. We want to, we basically, our goal, you know, to give the sales pitch, if you will, uh, our, our goal is to create a more inclusive, diverse, accepting and educated theater community
0: and audience. And Which, to that, I can only say, hell yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: now more than ever, I think those are just all so important. And we want to do what we can to uplift and and amplify theater artists' voices, especially those of the off-and-off, off-Broadway community. I mean, look, we love Broadway, and we're not going to stop supporting it, but Broadway's doing great. It's chugging along. The world of off-and-off, off-Broadway essentially are... You know, Broadway sandbox is still struggling and it's a wonderful world that we want to make sure people don't forget about number one and that we don't lose it. It's a wonderful world. People need to go out and explore it. I guarantee I've never met someone I've sent to the world of off-Broadway that have come back and been like, never again. But yeah, we want to make sure people get out and they really start supporting these, these great theaters and theater companies, especially these smaller theaters. You know, one of my favorite places to go in New York is East 4th Street. Right down there where you've got like La Mama, The Crane, uh, The Connolly, New York uh, Theatre Workshop, great work happening. So we want to do that. We want to help promote uh, theatre artists, give a voice to kind of the voiceless compared to commercial or larger productions. Um, And uh, at the end of the day, our biggest thing I think that I love is that we're not a critic show. You know, nobody pays us enough to tell them what to think, let alone find out what we think. You know, if you want to find out, you can pay to play, if you will. But, <laughs> but no, I mean, I just, I I want people, or I should say we want people to go out, go see theater, forge your own thoughts, start the conversation. We want to bring back that. One of my favorite moments that I really, I don't know, it was like Christmas morning, you know, for parents and they watch their kids opening the gifts is when I saw... um Oh, now the name of the show escapes me. Jesse Tyler Ferguson just won the Tony for it. Take me out at the Helen Hayes. And when you went in, because there's nudity and lots of big names in it, um, they put your cell phone in these secure pouches that when you left, the ushers could open. So at intermission, you couldn't be on your phone. So what do you do? And all of a sudden we started. I'm sitting there. And I was at the show alone. And I start seeing people having these conversations with each other about what they saw and what they found. And I'm like, yes, yes, this, this is what you're supposed to. Yes. And seeing people leave the theater afterwards and Hey, let's go get a drink. Let's keep talking about that. You know? And I'm like, that is what we want. You know, keep the art of conversation alive, particularly about what you saw. A lot of shows are meant to do that. It's not, it's not supposed to end when the curtain comes down and, The applause stops. Keep the thoughts that they're and the messages that they were supposed to communicate going. And we also want to encourage people to share their theater memories. There's a million memories out there. There's a million stories. We love hearing people's own personal stories about how they experienced theater. Uh, Nothing gets us more excited than that. You know, when we start sharing a story about a show we saw, and they go, "Oh my gosh, I too!" and this was my experience. That's what we love to bond over. Creating that positive environment rather than being like oh i had the worst experience nobody wants to hear about that this isn't a yelp review you know like we know there are bad shows out there we've all had that experience we don't need to dwell on that but i would love to hear you know oh my gosh this hamilton moment or i saw kimberly kimbo when it was downtown let me tell you how great it was to be in the front row and that's what we want to hear that's what we're all about just creating this great community of good vibes only if you will
0: Nice. So. It's I can tell this is why. Uh, so, listeners, if you're a big go see a show fan, you might have seen that I was on Stage Whisper a few weeks ago, and this is why you and I get along, Andrew. Like, basically, your show is my show, uh, but more <laughs> consistent and with a broader scope. And uh, it's because I, I completely agree. Like, that's what this should be about. It's about spreading the gospel of uh, of theater um at, at every level you kind of uh, talked t- touched on this but i'd love to go a little bit further um you basically you answered my next question and i'm still going to ask it um what is uh, you, you you do everything which is really phenomenal like you cover Broadway stuff, off Broadway stuff. And then, you know, some weird rando who runs a radio play thing on the, at the crane every month. I don't know. Like (laughs) stuff like I was shocked when I got that email asking me to do it, but I was like, oh, I know stage whisper. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But what they want to talk to me. Um, I just, and then I look at your, I, I follow your Instagram and I'm always shocked. It's like, we have this Broadway star. We have this person who's just out of undergrad and making stuff like it, uh, back to back. That's awesome. Talk to me more about that as, as part of the vibe slash mission of the show.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, to be like full disclosure, we don't know anything about a podcast from Adam. I mean, we literally, <laughs> this was like. There there was no bookstore with how to do a podcast for dummies. This was us during the pandemic working survival jobs and having the opportunity to listen to podcasts and thinking, I can do that. I mean, I used to work for Uber and Lyft as kind of a floater job when I left my theater job because we were going to move to New York in 2020. That was the plan. We're like, we're going to do this. And then the world was like, hold that thought. No one's going to do anything. Yeah. And so I didn't really have a chance to listen to podcasts over you know because I never know who you have but then I turned into a ship shopper, which is like a target save deli- same day delivery person and oh, now yeah. that I'm just like on my own and no one around, I was like, let me give this podcasting a try let me what is this about And I understood the hook. so I was listening to all these podcasts 10 hours a day, six days a week, hustling around and I loved them and I thought you know when our family was like you should do your own I was like, well, yeah, these all are great. If we could do that. And of course, famous last words kind of thing, you know, one of those like, hold my beer, I can do that. Um, so then it was a matter of figuring out how we could do all of this. And it became structuring it, figuring out the technical aspect, all that jazz. Great. Once we got all that put aside, that's when we had to figure out, well, who are we wanting to talk to? Because we're not the only game in town we're not, I mean, you know, there's us, there's you, there's a million, it seems like theater podcasts. So how do we become different than everyone else? And before we started bringing on guests, the thing that we, and still that I love is that when we deal with Broadway shows in depth, we aren't dealing with the show that's being covered by everybody else, you know? Um, While everyone's falling over about Pearly Victorious right now, and you're seeing the same story and the same information, from 18 different people, we're talking about how we're discussing Fun Home this week, which makes us stand out, which allows us to be different from everyone else. Well, that was, was, well, is working. That's great. And it wasn't until, um, I started exploring more of off and off, off Broadway when I got out of forced quarantine <laughs> during the Omicron rise of, uh, 2021 and that winter, uh, into 2022. And I saw a show, this is our first guest, um, called Scar Tissue. It was at the Players Theater and it was like a 35 seat black box theater. And the playwright, Victoria Fragnito also starred in it. And it was this wonderful show that dealt with sexual assault on college campuses and domestic violence. And it was just a brilliantly written, brilliant performed show. And I remember after the curtain call, nobody got up. The entire audience sat around and they started talking. And I was like, this was an amazing show. I was already impacted. Clearly the audience is impacted. What can I do more to like help this show? I want to, this show makes me want to do something. And I think more people need to see the show. Well, the playwright comes out she's like, what are you all doing here? Like the show's over. And I walked up to her and this is before we had like business cards before whisper in the wings existed. Like we had nothing. And I was just like, hi, I'm from the show. I would love to have you on. I'd like to help promote your work. I think it's so important that more people know about it. I left the theater and she had agreed to come on and I was like, great. But now what? Like, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to record her. Like, do I have her over to our house at our kitchen table? Like, how does this work? That started a big Google search. And after we did that interview, that's when I was like, you know, it would be cool to have Lynn manuel Miranda on. It would be cool to have, you know, Casey Letts or, or whatever on. But what's really great is seeing these artists who don't always get the limelight that don't get the attention that in my opinion, they really deserve and giving them that platform and that megaphone and letting people go, Oh, wait, there's this great. I had no idea that this was going on because to find these shows in my experience, you really have to know where to look or you have to do some digging. Nope there's no budget for them to buy a billboard in times square or
0: put an ad on. You're not going to find Um, us like plastered all over the subways, unfortunately.
1: No, no. And even on the theater websites, like theater mania or Broadway world or whatever, they're not going to be all over. So if you don't know about it from word of mouth or what have you, you're not going to know about it. And we wanted to change that. If, you know, I think one of the positives about the pandemic was that it gave us the opportunity to, take the time to figure out, okay, when we come back, how can we do better? How can we restructure things or whatever? And one of the things we wanted to be a part of is, okay, rather than sitting around and going, this is a problem, we need to help. We need to help. Okay, what can we do to help? How can we better this part of the community? And we were like, well, let's give a voice, not to the voiceless, but let's amplify this voice. And that's what we've done. So we are literally like, if you're part of the arts and we can fit you in, absolutely, let's get... Let's put you in front of an audience as best we can. And let, uh, anytime someone buys a ticket to a theater show anywhere, no matter what it's for, we benefit in in the arts. That's the most important thing. You don't have to be buying tickets just for Broadway to be supporting the craft, but buy a ticket somewhere. And that's what we're trying to motivate people to do. And we're trying to show them, here's the gamut of what's available. And granted, yes, it's mostly here in New York, but, I mean, we've been growing out. I mean, we've got a lot of shows coming from the U.K. now. We've got a lot in the Southern California area we've started getting. There's some stuff in the Midwest. We love showing our listeners, you know, here's what's in your area. Go check it out. Go support the arts. Go see a show, you know.
0: <laughs> That's my line. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, I love it now how do you keep up with the volume that's um to me this has been the hardest part of go see a show recently um thankfully uh, a really great theater artist and friend of mine Jason Wang has been out and uh doing the in, some interviews on behalf of the podcast as uh, acting as a correspondent which is something that i've had other people do in the past uh, as people have been available but um if not for Jason the podcast wouldn't have seen anything over the past almost month and uh it's it's it can be kind of hard you know everyone's got uh, their, you know, real lives slash families slash survival jobs slash making things uh, on their own. And I hope we get to that question a little later for you, but um, that can make it really hard to go and see stuff and keep up the podcast. I feel like Stage Whisper, though, and you guys are, I feel like every day there's a new episode. It's it's really impressive. Uh, how do you keep up with the volume?
1: That's a great question. Um, High West Whiskey.
0: And, <laughs> no, Um <laughs>
1: No, it really is incredibly difficult. And I mean, I think a lot of shows, I'm sure yours included. I mean, we we are in dire need obviously of staff. Uh, I think fundraising is a big thing that we're trying to do so we can get staff because we die we desperately need more people. But until that day comes, it really is just a grind. I mean, the bulk of our days between eleven and three four o'clock are spent interviewing artists um, and then, you know, four to six, I'll say that's me editing. Um six to ten, we're attending a show typically. And then 10 to midnight, one o'clock, we're finishing editing. Um, all the while, me and my wife, like I said, she works for a Broadway show, so that's kind of reflective of her schedule. Um, and you're right, we with the massive amount of artists who've taken interest in us it is about an episode a day that we're releasing so it's a matter of just staying ahead of the curve as best you can trying to plan as well as you can in advance we really strive to make sure that the artists that we have on we're able to get their work or or, our interview with them out before their work premieres you know it's i don't know necessarily that it it's a disadvantage if it happens after, but I feel like the reason why they want to come on our show that they want to talk to us is to, you know, it's advertiser show. It's amplify that, that voice. So if, you know, it doesn't do any good if it's two weeks after the show closed to talk
0: to them about a show that's playing that, you know Um so we, It's nice to have the archive in a way, but yeah, that's, to me, that feels like, the benefit that I can offer you as a, as a podcaster. Um, When I reach out to your show and say, Hey, I want to do a podcast about your show. It's like, I'm basically free advertising. So uh, I do try to make sure that it's as effective as possible. I'll try to go toward the the start of a run as opposed to sometimes it only happens that like, you've got two more chances from the posting of this episode, go, go, go. But um, yeah, that's, you, you you just kind of can only do what you can
1: exactly so it's uh, it's honestly just it's a lot of planning and it come it, truthfully you know this year is the first full year we've done interviews last year we didn't start until march and that was just, just kind of dabbling in and now we have a new we have an official pr rep who helps us out with that nice. um it's it comes in waves so there'll be you know two weeks where it's like oh my gosh we're doing 30 something interviews in a week wow and then it'll be weeks where it's like four and those weeks that you have like four, you're like, great. I'm totally taking advantage of Monday being a dark day. And I'm hunkering down in the basement and nobody bothered me. And you just crank out, you know, 10 interviews, boom, that's done. That got me, that buys me a week of, of, you know, padding. So it's a lot of hard work.
0: <laughs> well, what about you? Are you getting to, uh, are you making anything yourself? Um, any, any projects on the horizon?
1: Um, I mean, and uh, the short answer is no, I have a lot of ideas. And I think a lot of artists do this, uh, where I'll be walking along on the street to a show or something, an idea for a play or something has popped in my head and I'll write it down in the notes. And I'll be like, let me pick up on that later. Uh, cause I would like to write a play. I, I think it'd be fun. I don't know how successful that'll be, but I'm inspired by a lot of the artists I talk to. Uh, and the, the stories that they've written and whatnot, I feel I, I've always thought that maybe I haven't lived an interesting life or had a good story to tell, but some of the people I've had on or things I've seen, I'm like, oh, well, I've got a story like that. I didn't know like anybody would be interested. Well, uh, and I'm also interested in, I should say we, because both my wife and I, we like to turn Stage Whisper into a, a book series, kind of like an ar- archival book series that covers the theater, um, uh, similar to how Playbill used to have the yearbook, where each volume would cover five years of of like five seasons of Broadway. And you would see it the way we break down shows where it has all like the basic information and then some tidbits about it. And then we could add in our memories. Yeah. So people have a reference to it and on a broader scope, we'd like to delve into covering, having some form of a, creating some reference book of a sort that covers the off-Broadway, off-and-off-off-Broadway season. Because there's nothing like that that does that. But that's a bigger project for when we have a staff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Staff, oh, boy. Yeah, I know. Now you're you're speaking way beyond my experience. Listen, Um, when we win the Powerball, that's all I'm saying. Heck, yeah. (laughs) Got to play to win. That's Um, right. Well, this has been awesome. This is, uh, you know, I could, again, as we said, when I did stage whisper, like I could just keep talking to you. So, um, I will, uh, I'll wrap it up here because we usually try to keep it to 15 to 20 minutes on go see a show. Thank you so much for doing this. Any last, uh, comments or suggestions before I ask you where to send people to find your podcast?
1: I know. I mean, uh, the, the one thing I'll, I'll say is I'll steal kind of your tagline. Absolutely. Go see a show. There's a lot of great theater happening right now, not just in New York, but all over uh, here in the fall. And I highly encourage people just to support the arts wherever they can. And I think that whether you get your information from us here at Stage Whisper or from a great show, like go see a show, which is fabulous. Why Definitely not both, Andrew? Why not both? <laughs> support the arts. Just support the arts and the artists and just keep going back to the theater time and time again.
0: Andrew, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, thank you for all your service to uh, promoting everything from the uh, the Broadway houses down to rinky-dink shows like mine. So I really appreciate it. Where can everyone find Stage Whisper and uh, follow you? Oh yes, very easily. We're all over social media.
1: Primarily, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com/slash Stage Whisper Pod, and we just launched our website, which is stagewhisperpod.com. I think you're sensing a the theme here. <laughs> uh, you can check out the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search Stage Whisper. You'll see our logo, Stage Whisper with Hope and Andrew.
0: Amazing. Thanks so much, man. And, uh, you know, good luck to you both as you keep growing and, uh, keep spreading the good word. Thank you. And same to you. Thanks for having us on this wonderful, wonderful show. Love it. Thank you, Andrew, for taking the time to chat and for your patience as I have sat on this audio for so long. Thankfully, the podcast he co-runs is evergreen and is still rocking. So get into your podcatcher of choice and mash that subscribe button for Stage Whisper to hear all sorts of great interviews with a wide range of theater makers across all parts of our lovely art form all over New York. You can also learn more about Stage Whisper and Andrew himself at stagewhisper.com. Pod.com. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert AK Ganyo. You can find me on the internet at Robert Guigno, G-O-N-Y-O.com. Until next time, go see a show. Wonderful. Thanks for doing this, dude. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it.